Swim in the cool water of what's the planet's name? Pandora. Pandora. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought the forest How might be named that? Pandora, but in it, the whole world is named Pandora. And there is the water, and there are the trees, and the Navi live in the trees. But then there's the water Navi, who they have a name, and they live in the water. And we don't see the water for uh, a whole hour of the film. It takes Honestly, us an yeah, hour, whole hour to get to the but water. But then James Cameron is like, you wanted to see water? Oh, I want to see water. <laughs> I've been waiting my whole career to combine to these things. To show you things, so much water. Uh, to combine my passion for endless action set pieces that often repeat the same emotional beats. Uh-huh, correct. To repeat um, melodramatic death scenes. To repeat um, cycles of violence. Oh, yes. And, um, mm-hmm. and also to luxuriate in one of my interests lifelong interests which is water uh, which is specifically and underwater underwater and how it water can kill but also brings life mm. and we are one with it water gives water takes away and there are whales and the whales are as smart as us and mm-hmm. we live among them and, and are their friends um but and yet we hunt them and abuse them because that is, but we only greed. take what we need. But then you know, so yes, the humans, the sky people, oh, take stuff sky. because of greed. Speaking of sky people, it was strange to hear Jake Sully always calling humans sky people. It's like, yeah. You. Well, you know, when in Rome, <laughs> when you in pick Rome. up the customs, and that's when really the that could really be their tagline of this film. When in Rome, when in Rome, when on Pandora, uh, do as Pandorans do. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello. I'm Doctor Movies, and I'm Rachel. And today we are going to talk about Avatar, the way of water. The way of water, directed yes. by James Cameron. Very directed by James Cameron. Very directed by James Cameron. Everything that James Cameron is that we just said is on full display in all three hours of this film. Three, yeah. three fifteen. Overstuffed. Yeah. Hours. Yeah. And fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah, she's bloated. Like Here we go. A whale carcass. Well, where do we want to begin? We um, gave you this the the outline of what's happening. The just pitch, there. <laughs> the pitch of what's going on. Um, actually, so I would like to be, and this is you know kind of low hanging fruit, but I would like to begin by asking you, um, what are the characters' names? All right, I'm going to tell you this right now. I won't fall uh-huh. for this. No, I'm I just curious. I won't take this as a criticism of this. No, movie. I don't necessarily think it's a criticism. It's 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 just an observation. Well, I know one of them is Jake Sully because that's repeated endlessly throughout <laughs> the film. Everyone yes. else, I don't know their name. I know Zoe Saldana one. Yeah, what's and her I know name? Evil General. Uh huh. Or Evil Colonel. Yeah, I should say he's a Colonel. Returning but the from the last also one. Bad, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Sigourney Weaver. Uh huh. And that, and then I learned after watching the movie that Kate Winslet plays one of them. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. So, I hear what you're saying, though. Hmm. I, I I think that like I think that it is slightly like okay like it, they are like weird alien names so yeah. whatever but they don't say them infrequently. Mm-mm. Um. They really don't. However, you only see I think like one of them written out on screen, which is Loak's name, which is it's easiest to remember, at least for me, because you actually see it. And the rest, you kind of have to just 
get from the sounds that they're saying, and it's not always mm-hmm. clear. Um, but and part of the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because I feel what I'd like to talk about is like the focus of the film. Sure. Um, because I think that's something that benefited the first movie was that it was really like we had, you know, the outsider, Jake, Jake Soli, mm-hmm. uh, to help us kind of get involved and music the focal point of the entire movie Mm -hmm. this one kind of splits attention between jake and natiri and their four children natiri their four children they've grown strong they've grown very strong their four children and also a human boy yes a human boy who was left behind who happened to be the evil colonel's sort of bastard son yeah yes Um, and he, lo- you know, grew up among the Navi mm-hmm. and, you know, is like emulates them. Yes. And loves them. But then he has, you know, this pa- past as like, he's sort of like marked as like the son of a colonizer. Uh, yeah. I think even in the, the voiceover, which got something to say, the voiceover in this fucking sucks. And it, it should go as, away. As voiceover often As voiceover does. often does. Like, sure, whatever. Um, but like they treat the, the human child. So on the way back to the car after watching this, mm-hmm. um, we talked about how... Uh, apparently James Cameron has said that in the fourth movie, like Neytiri is going to experience humans and life on earth. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't think that that's a good idea because she's so bigoted. And part of the reason that I'm saying that is because of her treatment of spider. That's the the human boy in this where it's like, Oh, you truly don't see him as worth anything. Like he's just a a disgusting human. But Rachel, what? Oh, Rachel. What? You, th- this is exactly the questions the movie wants you to ask. Because is it? I, and here's what I'll say. Because I think what Avatar is mm-hmm. that <laughs> sets it apart from other blockbusters of mm-hmm. this nature, which, like, to be honest, is like it's a very formulaic blockbuster, mm-hmm. right? Um, it does the same type of action set pieces that James Cameron has been doing his whole career over and over again Mm -hmm. they're functionally identical to marvel action set pieces or Mm -hmm. star wars action set pieces or whatever except Uh, they're like a lot more violent yeah except for they're a lot more violent they still like sort of maintain that sort of 80s yeah uh, grit which i i do like yes i do think he's he's still one of the best in the game at doing that yeah uh but we have seen it a lot these you know now yeah um that i would say like that's a pro of the film yes but what i think it's actually a what he's actually concerned with yes is well okay there's what i think he's concerned with consciously and then there's what i think he may be concerned with subconsciously okay yeah and they're related yeah laid consciously out. i think that he's really really wanting to be like we are a like essentially give us all an ayahuasca trip like we are all yep. one yeah we are all we're one with audubon nature. society members we're mm-hmm. one with nature whales are intelligent like they're just mm-hmm. you know, like the, the he's a vegan himself uh-huh. you know like a total granola cruncher mm-hmm. pro-environmentalist like mm-hmm. this is really what i'm about yeah and then i think the other thing that he's very very interested in talking about is just like his our relationship like the hegemonic white relationship with Mm -hmm. the other yes okay and i mean that do you think that he do you think that he does it correctly well here's the thing here's what i think i think he's a 71 year old man trying his best (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I you think what? No, he's doing I, I as good wanna, as he can. I don't know. I don't want to 
give him a pass on that because this fucker is so cocky. No, I don't think we need to give him a pass. I'm just saying what I think okay. it is. I, I, think. That's not necessarily a, well, maybe it is a value statement. I'm not trying to let James Cameron off the hook. Yeah, but I'm don't just, do that. I do, I do, and he, I think he's proceeding towards a good end imperfectly. Okay. And we can talk about well, okay, where okay. we think he succeeds and where we think okay, he fails. Sure. But do I, you agree that, that you think that's what he's trying to do? I think that if that's not what he's trying to do, then I don't know what the fuck happened because that's what that's what the text is talking about. That's what the text is talking about. So I'm not off. No, when you I are say not. That. No, not at no, all. I'm not no. saying whether he succeeds or not at doing that, but like he is fully trying to grapple with yes, and I think specifically whitenesses. Yes, relationship definitely. to the other. Mm-hmm their self in relationship to the other and their self in relationship to their history of violence against that. Mm, Yeah. Okay. And why I think that he's primarily concerned with that is because he had the chance to kind of like not really go there Mm -hmm. in this movie because he, it could have just been a direct sequel to like, that's sort of what the first one was about. Right. Mm -hmm. It was a sort of, we've seen this in cinema, right? Lawrence of Arabia, Last Samurai, Dances with Wolves, right? Like Pocahontas. Pocahontas, Ferngully, yeah. like these yeah, themes of yeah. like whiteness in contact with like the other who like, who at mm-hmm. first appears savage. Specific, yeah, specifically then, like the primitive or right, savage is other. turned out to be like noble, turns out to be like noble, but also noble in like later iterations, like a more enlightened mm-hmm. uh, yes. thing than the sort of hegemonic industrial destructive force that like, we are. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree. Um, But so he could have like he grappled with that in the first one. He could have just like made then a like sort of action movie about like fighting the miners for his second thing. But he yeah. doesn't do that. What he does instead is he said, OK, so we are we we became amongst the tree people. And mm-hmm. now we have to make another other, which is the water people mm-hmm. and our tr- but there's like then he's stacking on layers of otherness at that exactly. point. Exactly. That's why I think he's so concerned with other. These movies mm. are so concerned with otherness because then not only does he stack the water on top of the tree people, which mm-hmm. is itself already a stack on the white sort of like colonist mm-hmm. disabled person who in, inhabits the body of the other yes. in the previous film. Yeah. Then the other is othered again mm-hmm. by this, uh, this sea yes. race, yes. right? Yes. And, 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 it's, and, and it's, I, it's I generational it's because generational it's also too, like, yes. oh, your kids, your your biracial children, your biracial children have different opinions than you, and it yes. comes from growing up in a othered culture. Yeah. So then we have to interact with another culture mm-hmm. that looks different, that is coded, frankly, black in the way that like most of the avatars are coded black. Yeah. We can like talk about like what that means, but yep. like, and then not only that, but then he adds another othering, which is. It turns out somehow Colonel Evil Man returned. Yes. And Colonel uh Evil Man is made himself an avatar. Yes. His memories are put into an avatar body that he doesn't fully understand or identify with. Yes. But he has a human son Mm -hmm. that we brought up before. And this human son of the evil man, while not having the body of an avatar, Mm -hmm. feels in the culture more identified with that othered culture himself. And so like James Cameron is stacking layers and upon layers upon layers of othering on us, right? Yeah. Um, Internal, external, visually, Mm -hmm. spiritually, Mm -hmm. uh, identity wise, Mm -hmm. 
self-identity, everything. Yeah. And then putting them all in conflict with each other, Mm -hmm. right? Like Jake's wife doesn't like the human kid. Yes. Right? And Jake feels like, oh, he can't... He's He's not not really... He's not really Navi, but he's trying his best. So he's like working He actually calls him a stray stray cat in the the VO. He has like a Boston accent that clashes with everyone else's sort of Black Panther Wakanda accent that they're all doing. It's a lot. It's like... that's But that's what I'm saying. It's like all these things are piled on top of each other. Mm -hmm. And I think they're... They're they're that way to the end that Cameron wants you to be so overwhelmed by all these layers that you eventually come to the conclusion that we're all just one we're people, all ju- man. We're all just one people, man. That's his thesis statement. Peace and is harmony. Just like, it's just like it, it, it's like it gets too complicated for this analysis. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is like you need to tune that out. Yeah. Like what you need to like get right up to the fucking eye level with it and see mm-hmm. everyone's humanity. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think he includes so many scenes of like the micro emotions of the Navi. Mm, okay. Right. So then my question: I've talked a long time, so then I'm sorry about that. But don't I don't be. This is great. I want to hear. I think you're crushing it. A, what you think about that, and B, do then if that is what we can say to be sort of the thesis of the film or what Cameron wants to communicate, consciously or subconsciously, is he putting himself at a fundamental disadvantage? By fucking making these people green dots all over their faces, Avatar completely like alienated from us, the viewer, as Mm. Navi. Yet another layer. Yet another layer. Is that the layer that breaks everything or is that the layer that makes this... Well, on the one hand, uh, people definitely want to fuck Navi. So there's that. So there's not too much of a, of a barrier in terms of I truly can't. But, but that's just fetishizing <laughs> get the down. other, Rachel. That's um, just fetishizing the other. True. Um, <laughs> I, I, I completely agree with, with what you're saying. Like all of that is in there. I think that the, that the layers become too much. And I think that, you know, you're saying like, you know, is he, you know, hampering himself ultimately by saying this stuff in a movie about blue people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this is kind of like the only palatable way to say this sort of stuff in terms of a blockbuster or something mainstream. However, it's like you you can never fully engage with it as like a, a, a text of social commentary. Because no, there's, you can't. there's, it's, it's too alien. It's too removed. It's there. There's, I think I think that Animal Farm is probably more successful in terms <laughs> of kind of doing social commentary stuff mm-hmm. than this. But this is, I, yes, I think that he's concerned with those themes. But like, to what end? Because it does seem like ultimately, like it is more a vehicle for the fun actiony stuff that he wants to do the fun vfx stuff and so it's like does he actually care about telling this story i think he does i don't know to what extent it's successful let me ask you a question do you think that lord of the rings works as a piece of uh social commentary uh, it, it depends i think that uh lord of the rings is uh, on the one hand slightly more opaque because in terms of watching it as a modern viewer because so much of it is like world war one and and two kind of social Mm -hmm. settings specifically like european social settings so it's like you know as a modern viewer you're kind of like "Mm, not so much but i don't think that that lord of the rings in in terms of let's say the the movie execution let's step Mm -hmm. away from the books whatever 
I don't think it cares so much about that. I don't think that it's really engaging in that in that sort of way. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think it cares. I, I actually think you might be right on that. Um, yeah, that's a really good take, I think, because I think the movies, Lord of the Rings movies, are more concerned with being a, yeah, like sort of Shakespearean drama. Absolutely. Um, which is like sort of more about the sort of like... Uh, Passions of man, yes, than the yeah. like the sort of politics of man. Um, right. I think that at its best, Avatar when Avatar works, that's what Avatar is concerned with. Mm. Um, you know, like I, part of me, like so, we should talk about like James Cameron sort of luxuriates in these sort of like emotional set pieces mm-hmm. with, um, you know, the family. But mm-hmm. also, uh, like the whales, you know, there's like just a lot. So of I, I, I will spent. actually just go ahead and admit that I'm glad that you didn't look over at me because I did have tears rolling down my face. Sure, at the at the whale, at the whale, and like the dead, the, the calf, and like it that that just really got okay, to me. So, so let's go in through this way because I'm glad you didn't look over at me because like I probably cried multiple times. <laughs> okay, great. In this movie, right? yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I cried twice. That's so. what I'm saying is like we sort of are cynical about this film. We didn't like. I don't think either of us thought it was like a. a great movie but like there are times when like things about it worked for us like we were emotional and maybe that just means we're susceptible to melodrama as like audience members okay okay but like i mean yes but you're talking about like the whale scene for example it is an emotional scene about poaching sure and like violence being done on a gentle whale and it's calf so it's like how are you not supposed to get like it's it's almost cheating well so that's what i sort of want to say is that like i do think james cameron like constructs very convincing emotional set pieces as he's always done like i think that like you know titanic Titanic, Mm -hmm. terminator 2 like there Mm -hmm. are like he this is well trod ground for him he knows how to do it well He's not a fucking amateur, no. you know? Like No, he's not. He's old. He knows his bag of tricks. He knows how to fucking set a stage and execute mm-hmm. upon it. Um, I And I like that, you know, like, I think that if we were watching a Terrence Malick movie, right, and there was a bunch of shit about whales, we would be like, oh, Terrence Malick, like, you know, mm-hmm. you got to respect it. And I'm sort of sort of want to ask, like, I think we sort of somewhat have to respect it when James Cameron does it, too. Because I think he does it pretty well. What, I, like, I'll admit my my major issue here, and like this isn't fair of me, but like I think I hate James Cameron as a person. I think okay. that he's a fucking asshole, and so it makes it really challenging for me to not be completely cynical mm-hmm. about it. When I'm like, you're rude, you're cocky. Like I don't think that your movie. I, I don't want to say like James Cameron's movies aren't good, but like. I'm sorry, but they're not good in terms of like depth and richness. Um, and I, I don't know, just things that feel more like meaningful and lasting. Um, hmm. So it's, 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 it's t- like, I, I don't disagree with you. Like, yeah, we have to be like, okay, like, yeah, respect James Cameron. Like you're, 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 you're saying what you want to say about this. You're saying it, but mm-hmm. it just feels so, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I guess my question to myself and you would be like, okay, that's fair. Like, I don't, I assume he's an asshole to, he, there's plenty of stories of him being an asshole. Uh, I mean, even in like the, the, like the, the, the media tour, like the press tour that's being done. Oh, he's like this, very arrogant. He's in it. so yeah. arrogant. He's like, yeah, everybody's going to, if I like something, the audience is going to like it. Sure. Yeah. You can go and pee during my three hour movie. Cause you're going to come back and see it again. So you're, <laughs> and it's just like, shut the fuck up. 
fuck up. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I'm a dude. Uh, but there's like some level on which that I hear that stuff and I'm like, hell yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I, like, I'm like, yeah, good for you, dude. Like, you know, take it back from the fat cats, you know? Like, do your fucking movie, indulgent movie if you want to. Um, you know, I think men have a little higher tolerance for art that's just like fucking indulgent for the sake of indulgence. I like uh, indulgence. Jam bands. Yeah, uh, men do like jam bands. You know, National Football League. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, so I don't know. What was I going to say about James Cameron? Oh, okay. So this is what I wanted to ask then. Okay, yeah, we get it. He's an asshole. He's indulgent. I think that we should hold that against him to a certain extent. But like, does he do as good a job with his earnest emotional set pieces as Steven Spielberg does? No, Spielberg does it better. I disagree. I think Spielberg does it better because it's less... I, okay, I also want to add, I think Spielberg has kind of fallen off, so I'm kind of going on, like, sure. you know, before the 2000s Spielberg, at least for me. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I think th- it's a fair thing because to Because I think that he is more sincere overall. I think that, like, James... Who, Spielberg? Yes. I think that he's... I, in, in terms of what he is feeling and thinking, I think that it's way more sincere like i think that he is a little over sentimental he can be a little bit corny but like there is a sincerity to his work that really makes me buy those emotional set pieces more whereas like okay in avatar 2 i, I would say that that I, exact I, sentence I, I cried you just twice, said uh-huh. but like i had did like two tears and it was and it was and like immediately as the scene was over like i don't feel anything now i can look back on emotional set pieces from spielberg movies that i that kind of stuck with me more and I'm not going to count Schindler's List because that's cheating. Um, well, I'm thinking of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I'm thinking of... This is kind of a Spielberg digression. I just... Uh, I okay, think you're, so you're you allowed feel, to talk about them in League. That's fine. You know, you... I, I just think they're from the same era. They're both sort of maximalist, uh-huh. blockbuster people who have a lot of sentimentality in their work. And I don't know. Maybe I, I only feel this way because I inherently think like a little bit less of action in terms of, mm. and I'm, I'm kind of like, maybe I'm the prejudiced one, not in a theory against humans. I'm prejudiced against action in terms of caring about it. Sure. I like action, but like, I don't find it like emotionally engaging, but am I just, am I, am I putting that limitation on myself? I don't know. Well, okay. So then that, that can lead us back to a question that we sort of asked before of like, does the so does the fantasy gloss though keep you from investing in the emotional set pieces? I would I would have to say no again. I think that I don't think that that's the problem for me. Okay. Because if we want to step back a little bit, looking at like Lord of the Rings, uh huh. I have no problem engaging about, so deeply, right. and that's like high fantasy. The thing for me about Lord of the Rings though is that they're all human. Like they're like trolls. No, they're the not. They're not all human, but like all the all the people they ask you to be emotional about, to, except for like maybe Gollum, are like yeah human. Do sure. you know what I mean? Sure, sure, and sure. I just think that like how much digitization there is in this film prevents me from going that extra mile. Like okay, I think then, if they were, then all, I think that that's yeah. a major fault with the film, though, because it is trying to do that, and mm-hmm. I think banking on the fact that I, I think that it. it I mean, the, 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 the performance capture is really good mm-hmm. in it, but I don't know that it's enough. I don't know that it's enough either. 
I mean, like, I was got a few times, like... I, I was uh, mostly got when, like, Neytiri, Zoe Saldana's character, is, like, anytime that she's, like, screaming, uh-huh. or, like, screaming, crying, or, like, going totally feral, they're like, oh, she's an animal. But mm-hmm. it's like, I, it almost, like, it, within the, the the limits of the Avatar face, I, like, right. I needed to go, like, extreme for me to truly feel like I'm seeing what's happening. I would say the acting is all pretty damn good yeah totally um, steven lang in particular we, we lang, called out we he's love him that the colonel yeah he's uh, great he has so he's not allowed to let his face sort of go wild oh no, yeah, yeah, um, yeah which is helpful mm. for like the animated feel of the film mm-hmm. which i would like to say like sometimes looks a lot better than others like sometimes i look like i feel like i'm in a video game cutscene and it looks yes. bad and then i think at least in the emotional moments they really like spent a lot of time rendering it. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's like in some know. of those close-up shots, I think are more I- immersive than others. Mm-hmm. I think as I was watching it, because it's like, yeah, like something about some of these shots doesn't look right. And, you know, you suggested maybe in 3D it looks better. Right. Maybe that's we true. didn't see it in 3D, we should say. Sorry. We saw it in 2D. They offered um, it in 2D, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, so if you don't want to see it like that, you wouldn't have offered it. Um, but I think that the the issue with some of it, and this is kind of a digression about the actual visual effects, is that like there's too much that's in focus. And oh, it the feels depth like of field is to too me, I, I think that yeah, like, I, and that's that's refined. what makes it feel fakey yeah. to me in a way that's like if this were like actually like real people, real places shot on you know, film, whatever. Mm-hmm. In, in particular, you would see a, like a better sense of depth. Yeah, um, and I think that that is part of the reason that I get pulled out of it, it's and, and, and it's very crisp. Right, and there's times where that really works for it. Like I think that. If I'm if I'm gonna give that kind of insult to the VFX, and I want to give it a huge snap for the water looked incredible. Yeah, the water looks amazing. Yeah, uh, every like all of the underwater stuff, I I think is it's it, it's for me gold standard. He, in terms he of knows how to do water like. stuff. Yeah, no question. <clears throat> um, and we just saw a movie Wakanda Forever that didn't. That really um, didn't. So you know, yeah. it's not easy to do necessarily. No, yeah. So I you know I want to give you know that credit where credit is due, but. Going into this, I'm, I'm kind of pulling this off on a digression about the VFX, but whatever. Um, one of my my theories was this isn't going to be, it's not going to do Avatar 2009 again in terms of like the, the, the sensation, the pop culture sensation. Effects as like a total marketing. They've, uh, We've, we we're way beyond that. We're, we're way beyond that. Like I think in 2009, it was like, oh my God. I did not know that this was possible. And but now then it's we've like, plateaued since we've, then. We've plateaued. And I will say, you know, this does look better than your standard Marvel fair. Certainly yeah. looks better than DC. No question there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't feel better enough. It's there's, not yeah, enough of a jump. There's too much. There's, there's just yeah. too much in it for them to have gotten everything yeah. looking great. And because this has fewer humans and people mm-hmm. and does more of like the all of the navi stuff like yeah. you have less opportunity to start to to feel that things are are grounded and and physical i guess let's talk let's keep talking about this um ai art is ai art in Ooh, the discourse yeah, now um We've talked about Zack Snyder movies, how they look like video games. We've mm-hmm. talked about how Marvel movies are starting. Like, more movies than ever now are... Ba- like, we-, we saw the trailer for The Little Mermaid. Yeah, looks awful. Um, everything is becoming digitally painted and, yes. and rendered yeah. in movies now. That is like Even when it's not necessary. Right. We're, we're slipping here, I think. 
I think I've come to the conclusion through this discussion, through this synthesis, that James Cameron, as concerned as I think he is with truly small human moments and mm-hmm. real human emotion and depth of emotion and experience of all that, mm-hmm. and humanity writ large, by needing to do it through this, through in this way, it would yeah. be like a heavy metal song about how. I mean, there are heavy metal songs about how we should all live in the woods, but like, <laughs> but like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I would like to see James Cameron do something smaller. Yeah, I would, but be, he can't. He can't. He cannot. He doesn't. His imagination isn't that. Um, and I, there is, I think there is like a tremendous yearning for like a simpler thing. A sort of return it's a return film Absolutely. right like i mean avatar he has four ret- kids yeah. he has yeah you know like this domestic life that's like blissful he's got a wife and who's chopping vegetables it's all about protecting that domestic and life, also it's you know, you know about it being you know in harmony with nature mm-hmm. um he's liver king a little he, bit he's you a little know? bit liver king yeah um yeah absolutely like it is is it a re- it is a return film but it's also Every, there, everything is so flammable in this movie mm-hmm. and explodes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, all right, okay. I feel a little bit distracted. I guess it makes sense that it is sort of a movie about that tension that it would be manufactured in that tension. Uh-huh. You know, like, I mean, a movie is by its very nature like a technological endeavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, there, there's a certain level of technology we're all willing that, to accept in watching movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you where like I, or maybe we're not even disagreeing, but I have to, I have to admit that I think that I suspect that James Cameron is more interested in the technological aspects of filmmaking at maybe at this point in his career than he is with like the storytelling parts of filmmaking. I mean, I think he's better at the technological okay. aspects. Okay. You know, yeah. I, th- I think he would tell you he's very interested in the, in all that because it's an earnest film. I think he thinks yeah. very highly of his screenplay. I think he thinks, he thinks very highly of himself. He's, he's arrogant. Well, like he's, we were saying. It's it, the, the movie is so indulgent. Like we yes. said, it, it repeats the same emotional beats and set pieces like three times each. Yes. He's in love with the sound of his own voice. He, do you know what yeah. I mean? How many times do we have to watch a, this person is running out of air underwater scene? Like I, like we get, we've it. already seen it in <laughs> the abyss and Titanic. He's playing he loves the hit. He you loves know? Like it. He's yeah. doing what he loves. He very clearly loves this shit. Yeah. And but, so you're right. In that way, I have to respect it. And like, I'll admit a fault here. If it were Tarantino, I would probably be saying, I don't care for it, but I respect it more than I'm saying right now. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing with aesthetics though. It's just yeah, like, sure. you like what you like to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, we have a podcast. We love the sound of our own voice, too. Obviously. But, you know, we try to keep it tasteful. <laughs> uh, and what I guess we're saying is that this is kind it, of not a very tasteful film. It's not film. tasteful. <laughs> it's so bombastic. Yeah. It's so... Yeah, it, it's, it's, it is melodrama. Mm-hmm. It is uh, explosion action. Uh, it's it's just got... The score isn't memorable at all. This is something that I was thinking about watching. I'm just like, this this music is kind of trash. Like, there is, like, the... the av- one of the, the Avatar themes, and then there's, like, the the tragedy music that it plays. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. whatever, like, that is. Which is also a theme from another movie. If you, if you, the audience, remember what this is, 
I don't know, reach out to us on Twitter because I'm going to have to come back to it because there's another movie that has like a sort of thing. But like, that's like, that's like, the, that's like, tra- <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, that, that melody from like a tragic thing has happened moments. Oh, sure. Do, 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 do. Like, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so it's like, yeah, the score is pretty unremarkable. And to the yeah. point where I actually thought it was a detriment where I was like, if there was a cooler score here, I would like this scene way more. Mm-hmm. If, But it's just like kind of boilerplate. It's very boilerplate. A lot of, I mean, the whole script is boilerplate. Yes. But it's well executed. I Oh, I wanted to say that the acting I thought was good, but, and I do think Sam Worthington is a good actor, actually. Um, I haven't. I, his face haven't isn't as enough. expressive as the Colonel's. So, like, I do think <laughs> yeah. he's emoting and doing all that stuff, but he's behind so many layers of CGI that, like, he can't get. He through doesn't. It. He can't get through it. He would need to do be, be more Kabuki, you yeah. know, and like he's just not capable of that because, like, we, not Go everyone full should want Kabuki to do that, Sam. You know? Yeah, um, but Zoe Saldana has some practice with it. She's, she's used always, to fighting her way yeah, exactly. through crazy things on her face. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's for sure. I also think, you know, Sigourney Weaver is great. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver has... Seems like the child actors were good. The child, Sure, they were solid. I had, no, yeah. I had no issue with them. I thought that they were fine. Um, I will say Sigourney Weaver, for us at least, I think, like, she had like a bunch of the actual jokes and lines that we thought were funny. Yeah. Uh, like she was like, I will kill myself. I will drink acid. <laughs> and, like that's like, and it's like, you don't deserve to live. There was, some, and, there was some fun dialogue. There was the some, movie. sure. There was some fun dialogue, but I think that like her, they, I, I they show Sigourney good. Weaver in her human form and she looked incredible. She looked so smooth. She's so, she's so statuesque and beautiful. Yeah. She is like, a true hero. She is a true... She's braver than the Marines. Yeah. She's a true hero. This movie's anti-Marine, we should it's say. definitely anti-Marine. It's like very much... Explicitly. She's like, we're Marines. And he basically like twir- twirls Rah! his mustache. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's anti-puncher. Like, yeah, yeah, it's anti-Marine. It's anti... It's anti-imperialist. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, it feels... The, the fact that like it can be a blockbuster movie while also being those things tells me that it's expressing all of that way too safely in order for me well, to so that's what care. i was gonna ask is this a woke movie no well i think it is it's not a quote-unquote woke movie oh well in terms of like social activism well what makes something a woke? like i would say that like how would you define a woke movie then i mean i don't think that a woke movie is necessarily necessarily a good thing i think a lot of woke movies are, are fairly preachy and i don't think that this is really preachy. okay so we're using we've gone all the way towards using woke as the way that it is used meaning to be preachy progressivism yes kind of preachy progressivism okay. because I, I, I there are lots of didn't used to mean that i did not say. used to mean no no no, not at all but it's I think, too late we've let the word get taken from us yeah so let's, was never let's roll with it whatever yeah. um but i mean i think that there are like I don't even want to use the word progressive because that sounds libby. Um, this movie doesn't do a land acknowledgement. It does not do a land acknowledgement. But yeah. the movie kind of is a land acknowledgement. Do you know what I in, mean? Like the in, movie in, itself in, like, in the is safest that. way possible, though. Like that's part. It's like it won't say anything too strongly that can be directly applied to our lives. Well, okay. And the reason it doesn't here's the reason it won't. The movie wants to like acknowledge that there is like this settler colonialist capitalist scourge yes against these more noble cultures that's happening yes but that 
that ha- has more to do like like what's in your heart can always overcome that. Yes. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Because at the end of the day, Jake Sully doesn't really want to be the evil. Yeah, he's rejected it. Uh, yeah, the evil exploitive capitalist mm-hmm. guy, imperialist. He, if given the chance, mm-hmm. would be would literally embody a Navi. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, permanently. Like, permanently. Yes. And, and fuse his identity to it because yes. that really is what identity is. Mm-hmm. Essentially, is like whether you're a good or bad person, and there yeah. are all these. Uh, exterior signs and signifiers Mm -hmm. but all those have to be brushed aside at the end of the day because we are all part of the great earth tree that's also a sea tree that connects all of us and that we can all tap into if only we could yeah slow our hearts down (laughs) yes yeah and get in touch with with, the way of water only we did some ayahuasca like we would get in touch with the way of water yes and then we would be togetherness and happy and etc etc and I guess what I would say to that is, no, probably not, James. No, probably but, not, James. But God bless you, is yeah, how I feel yeah, about it. It's nice God to bless think you. that, I guess. It's not, yeah, like I, and to a certain extent, we'll have to tell ourselves that lie if we want to build a better world. Yeah. So maybe he's not so wrong. Okay. You know? All right. I think that that is a very charitable way to, to look at it. Yeah. Well, you know, from one sort of white guy to another, me and James Cameron... He's being cringe. He's being a little bit cringe. But Jake Sully has dreads. Yeah, yeah. Jake Sully has dreads. <laughs> That's how like, much like, he's this embodying. is like not. This is not like whether he knows it or not. This is happening. Whether you, whether <laughs> you like it or not, there are codings and and signs ha- and happening. signifiers that are yeah. being deployed. Yes, <laughs> in, in the service of redeeming white guilt. Yes, That's what this movie is doing. Yeah. The only way to redeem white guilt is to be a swagged out white boy. Yeah. And I'm re- I'm seeing you, James. And I, I'm hearing you. I'm liking what you're putting you're, down, you're I guess. You're trying your best. <laughs> you're, you're trying your best. Is what I would say. Um, I do want to take a brief uh, pause to... Uh, this is like kind going to be kind of cinema sinsy of me, but I want to make sure that I didn't miss something and that something actually didn't compute. Um, okay. So first thing. So when we're talking about the biracial children, mm-hmm. we know that... Teenage Sigourney Weaver, Kiri. People who are like Natiri. <laughs> <laughs> um, she has she has four fingers. So because she, she was born of two avatars, essentially. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of how they're like, oh, like you're a disgusting freak with the four fingers. That's um, right. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you mixed the, race kids. So and then in skins. terms of like the <laughs> the actual like uh, the biological children of Jake and Natiri, mm-hmm. the oldest son. Nateo, Nateo, sure, uh, I had trouble telling them apart. The I, sons. I, know, I know it's like one has just more hair. Like, oh, no, it I'm is, racist. Oh, I can't tell Navi apart. Navi, um, he has three fingers. Okay. The, the the younger son Loak has four fingers, and the 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 youngest child, their daughter Took, has three fingers. I don't understand why there's a mix. Is it just something that can vary? I don't know. It doesn't matter. They don't really have to explain it, but I, I did find it distracting since they emphasize the hand so much, but like two of the siblings, two of the biological children have three, one biological children child has four. Okay. So here's the thing. This, I don't care this that is much. The exact type of part of the movie where I fully checked out. Like I, <laughs> I just started, started thinking about something else. Like there were, there were a few parts You're like, of that movie. Whatever. Where I was just like, yeah. Okay. Like that, sure, happened, whatever. that happened a lot in the, 
this movie for me. Anytime with like the I went to the bathroom twice. Like, oh, oh, yeah, I want to talk about her. Yeah, let's talk about. There's like a teen romance thing that happens a little bit. James Cameron seems very he's horny like, for li- like they, he was like he must have gone to the animators and are just like I want you to make this girl's body insane. just insane because <laughs> we should be like we should see him look at her and be like oh, oh my yeah. god oh, she's yeah. so and there's like hot. multiple like pans up and down yeah. her body yeah. and it's just like James, everyone James, can see this. Everyone can see this. Stop. Do you know people see that? There were a lot of times during the movie Do where I had to be like, "Do you know people this? are watching this?" I know, it's but you know just... what? I respect that. I, I do you have to be horniness. a you have to be a freak on yeah. on screen and i don't just mean sexually i mean like just all yeah. his embarrassing stuff is up there you mean, yeah you gotta be a freak on screen yeah, yeah for sure um so the other nitpicky thing not even a real nitpick but does james cameron not believe in the concept of a soul because if he does what is the colonel's soul now? Because it seems like that body was grown. No, okay, in a so vat. that's that's I would say that's just just the opposite. Okay, tell he me more. He believes deeply in the concept of the soul because okay. the soul is always returning to I, I, Gaia. I agree that he does that he thinks that, but I feel that this is like a major hole. Well, no, because the colonel mm-hmm. is like I'm not even that guy anymore, right? He says uh-huh. that to his quote-unquote son. Yeah. The son of his dead human body yes but he, he has finds, all of those and then memories he crushes the skull yeah. he's like i'm not that man anymore yeah but he is because yes. he still feels for his human child yes uh who like saves him at the end of the movie and yeah. he's like come with me and jake is like oh and Atiri is like i'm gonna fucking kill this because white she's a racist because she's a racist against him against humans she and just fucking um, hates them. you know but we're gonna ex- we're gonna explore that in later films <laughs> james cameron has something to say to that um so yeah his his James Cameron's thing is like no his soul is his collection of experiences. He's saying that the memory and is the same. Yeah, essentially like yeah. That's what the I, collective that's what memory be, is the same as a soul. I guess I that, that's what you're kind of forced to conclude because yeah. like a lab-grown body I think by even if I don't necessarily believe in the concept of a soul, but like a lab-grown body by any measure does not have a soul. Where especially like the memories were implanted, they insold it. They insold it with the memory chip. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you're right. Like he tries, does try to reject. Like you know, I'm not even, I'm not even that person. Whatever. Yet I am mm-hmm. still. He that even person. connects with the the life the wildlife yeah he, he plugs even in. though he shoots it he also plugs into it and he's, he's like, the oh. ultimate exploiter because yeah. he's using it for oh, his own yeah. violent ends mm-hmm. but he has like a respect for it they like they like build that in too like even like the people who are like oh we should say that there's like they're wailing yes these evil they're poaching colonists. Yeah. they're poaching for like there's a substance in the whale's brain that stops all aging it's like, why did you have to throw that in here? God damn it. It's silly, but I kind of li- I kind of liked it. I was okay. like, cool. Well, I mean, it has to be That's that ridiculous concrete. because the thing that they were trying to get in the first movie was a material called unobtainium. Mm-hmm. So I guess whatever, James. Sure. That's fine. He's painting in broad strokes, folks. Um, it, Speaking of the colonel, here's, here's a complaint that I want to lodge. I don't give a shit about the, the colonel clashing with, with Jake. That is so much less interesting to me than the colonel versus Neytiri. I think that that is a much more compelling rivalry than 
Jake, maybe it's because Jake is boring, but like, and Terry is just more interesting to me. But like the fact that like there's like the the kind of like the the death grudge between them. Um, wait, wait, he kills Jake's son in a very emotional scene. Oh, okay. So the, I had a question there. It wasn't clear to me like who shot the son and and why and how he knew that he was dead. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, good it, point. Yeah, it, I don't it, know how he knew he was dead. I, I don't think we're meant to care who shot the son. He just got shot. Yeah, he got shot and he, and he dies and it, it, it is very emotional. And then like Neytiri's like, okay, I'm going to come kick your yeah, ass. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to kill that guy. And like, I was like, oh, this was well, like that was one of the emotional scenes I thought mm-hmm. was well constructed. Yeah, I was I like, agree. James Cameron knows how to direct a death scene, you yeah, know, like yeah. Boromir and fucking... Aragorn, yeah. you know, like yeah. there, we, we love to see it. We love to see we, stuff you know, like that. We love like, to see stuff we're, like we're that. We're going home. I promise. <laughs> we're going there. You know, we're I going know. there. Yeah, we're going. We're going all the way. But um, like, you know, I will say, Neytiri just being extremely violent is great to me. I think she, mm-hmm. I think she's the most interesting character, and she's given the least to do. Well. Such as Zoe Zeldana's life. Yeah, Zoe Zeldana, who wants to complain about like mm, I've been in too many franchises. I can't do what I want. It's like. You got franchise money. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, go make a indie. Zoe. Go make an indie. Zoe, movie. go make an indie. Don't, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> get, Zoe, get off your ass and Zoe. make an indie. Sorry, take tough that, love. Take that we like you, face Zoe. Off. Go Except make for an you indie. Did it made a questionable choice with the Nina Simone movie, but live and learn. <laughs> live and learn. Live and learn. Yeah, I think she probably just likes painting her face. So yeah. that's what was going on there. Um, yeah. So, I, what, what else? What else do we need to dig into about this movie? Oh, I mean, that's... I, I do want to say, uh, while James Cameron is uh, crunchy granola nature, you know, obviously anti-poaching, any reasonable mm-hmm. person is, he's also explicitly not a pacifist. He's like, yes. sorry, you have to do violence to get shit done. Yeah, you have to kill There's a whole the subplot with with the, the one of the whales. Uh, like, the whale tribe has a very strict rule uh, against killing anyone and oh, yeah. anything at all. They are, they are very extreme pacifists. Mm-hmm. We um, get subtitled whale song. We get su- subtitled whale song. Okay, whatever. Um, and and he, like, the, the this main whale mm. who bonds with the second son, Loak, um, was you remember these fucking names. Well, <laughs> my powerful brain. Um, but it's explained that like when the sky people were 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 hunting, he like led a, a a troop of other whales and water people against the the hunters, and there was like. They ended up, you know, getting massacred, whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like he's outcast, like because he is responsible for all of those deaths. Like violence under oh, any circumstances yeah. is not allowed, not in a retaliation, not in defense. Period. Uh-huh. And so this whale actually has a very a lot of exposition in for my, no reason. In my opinion, has a very compelling moment where he's like underwater thrashing because he sees the person he's bonded to uh, distressed. And he's like, but I mustn't kill. But that's I funny. I didn't like, friend. I didn't track any of that. So I, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the parts probably where I tuned out. <laughs> like, like, whatever. Oh, yeah. I don't care about this didn't whale shit. This whale had a motivation not to kill and then he has to overcome that. But, but he does and but, he kills and, a bunch and, of and people and, and, and he, that was cool. And he makes the choice of like, no, like in order to, 
the, to do the right thing, you have to be violent. Right. And, and, and James then, Cameron really believes that. And that is in the middle of a very violent action scene where like a guy gets his arm just torn and off and thrown into the, the ocean. Like, yeah, there's like a lot of good People action get just like, they get arrows this. through the brain. They get crushed by things. Yeah. They get drowned. Not nearly enough of that in this movie for my taste. It's all, it's all compacted in that one scene. Right. Because James Cameron is really more concerned with like having... Uh, one of the kids speak sign language to a whale in like Be multiple scenes. Way more scenes. concerned with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I like, I have to respect that. Like, like I said before at some level, but it's also just like, oh my God, okay. Oh my God, okay, okay, okay. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, I kind of felt that way about uh, uh, Kiri, which is Teenage Sigourney Weaver Alien. Um, her she connection the water. to nature and she can control it. Yeah, she's just like more, she can just like connect with it more easily than the others. Okay. There's some, there's the other thing that sort of like dehumanizes the Navi besides the fact that they're like all blue and mm-hmm. shit is like they're, they're twice as big as humans mm-hmm. and like they're kind of superhero-ified. Yes. Like they're really, they're, so strong they're, and fast. they're really strong, really fast. They can like sort of ride things and mm-hmm. like really do anything physically they need to. They it's can like, kind of do magic. The, the other they they're, can like hold their breath for like 10 minutes you know so yeah. like by the time they start they like almost suffocate like a million times in this movie but it's like so never clear times. like how long they've been underwater or like no. how much air they have no you it know? is not clear because to james he's thinking i don't fucking care yeah they'll like they'll run out of breath when narratively they need when to it yeah when breath. it makes sense yeah. narratively for them to run out of breath mm-hmm. and not a moment before right no um but i do think i did find like the the anti-pacifism of the movie i did find very interesting in the kind of array of what seemed to be james cameron's other politics in the movie which we've discussed it well that's what i'm saying i think he's more punk rock than steven spielberg okay you know like in his contemporaries of that age Mm -hmm. like i think like that's what i say when when i'm That's what I mean when I say he's like an old man trying his best, you know, like he still wants to be, he's still, he's the old guy at the back of the show, you Uh know, who's just like, I I was there when Greenpeace was around, (laughs) you know, like how we did it in my time, like we we cared about these things, we should still care. He's like a weather underground person. Yeah, yeah, he's like a guy who was really into the Velvet Underground or the Weather weather Underground, both of them. The Velvet uh, velvet Underground as well, but now he's making... Uh, movies about blue people in space that make a bajillion dollars and have so much tech. It's like it, it. That's the part. That's what I don't buy. Is because like if you really are punk rock, if you really are whatever, like I want you to make something that has more grit, that has more like soul. That's I, I don't know. I don't know. That's I'm not I'm who he unfair. is. I know. That's not who he yeah, is. He sure, likes whatever. action. You know, in the same way that people like horror. Maybe fakes what he likes. Like, you know, like there's people these days trying to tell, do all sorts of like social messaging through the horror genre or whatever. And like, you're fine with that. I think that horror lends itself to it a little bit more. Hmm. I don't know. This is my personal opinion, but like, you know, I'm a, I'm a horror fanatic, so I don't. Are there some other examples of good sort of social commentary action movies? Um, I guess they live, but I don't even know if that goes to. That's more like a thriller. Yeah, right? that's more like a thriller. Um, social comment. I mean, like, I I was gonna say like Total Recall, but like not really. Like RoboCop, like kind of a little bit oh, more. RoboCop, yeah, RoboCop. Yeah, Robo- RoboCop. That's. I mean, like, I, I don't think that Verhoeven is saying good things. I mean, oh, like Starship Troopers. Uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah. There's three Verhoevens right in a row, so that's kind of cheating. Um, okay, ones that aren't satires. Ones that are are not also satires are just like kind of like yeah progressive action 
films. Uh, I didn't see it, but I assume that Atomic Blonde is because it's about a lady. No, Atomic Blonde's not. Okay. Atomic Blonde's just a story. Okay, okay then I would actually say, uh, maybe people will disagree, but speaking of Atomic Blondes, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, I think, oh, yeah. I think is... is somewhat engaging with this not yeah. really seriously but still somewhat like it's still like a, a woke I a think, wokeness i think where action is like where it's best taken seriously is in the realm of like the self okay yeah. i think action yeah. movies are sort of like about the struggle of the self against like oh xyz why did we not even say immediately first blood first blood yeah first blood rambo first blood is like the social commentary action movie in my yeah. opinion and it's barely an action movie i guess yeah when it, when the when the we get a sort of man versus society yeah uh thing i mean even terminator 2 to some extent yeah okay yeah um so yeah okay it's it's it, it, they, they are it's, out there it's not they're, the they're, best part of avatar is what we're saying it's not the best part of Av- what is the best part of avatar let's say the the big action set piece is good the Emotional scenes work for me, I think, a little more than they work for you. Um, hmm. Okay. That's maybe it. Yeah. Okay. Coming out of... I wasn't too bored. I Like, the length bored me, but like the... Con- like I said, like I was in tr- engaging with the concepts, I thought. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Maybe I'm being too easy on it. I don't know. Like, it's not. I think that I, this. I think that people are not getting hoodwinked by the movie, but it's like I think that people are going a little bit easy on it because it is. It is refreshing to see a very competent blockbuster mm-hmm. um, that is executed well. I yeah. didn't love this movie. I don't even know that I liked it. I think I thought it was fine. Um, yeah, but, I feel the same way. But it's like mu- so much less offensive to me than watching the trailer for Transformers: Rise of the Beast oh Wars, my God. or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, like watching that, or like watching the Shazam trailer. Yeah, it's like wow, I'd rather fucking die. Um, so it's like I, I, I do think that people are being a little bit easy on it because it's like so exceptional in the fact that it is perfectly competent and fine. Right. Yeah. I would completely agree. Are they going to make the remaining three movies? Yes. Yeah. I think this movie is going to do well. I think. Yeah. I think that if this, it's already doing well. It is doing well. However, like predictions have gone down a little bit. Okay. Um, apparently, like in terms of actual, like you know, box office stuff, the stuff this week hasn't been selling to the extent that they thought that it was. It hasn't really reached that. But there's like, our theater was pretty empty. Our theaters and we were in but the 2D, all the 3D showings were sold out, which are more expensive. Yeah. Um, and but I also think you know people are saying fairly like I think that a lot of people are going to see this over Christmas with their families, yeah. and so it's like it's too soon to tell right now. Yeah. Um, but I think that like as long as it doesn't lose an ungodly amount of money, they're going to make the other three movies. Also because not for nothing, but like this is a very important in terms of money making franchise. Do you uh, think your parents would like this movie? Yes. My parents loved Avatar. Okay. My my dad in particular loved Avatar. Okay. He bought the DVD, like the 3D DVD. We bought a 3D TV so that we could watch it with glasses and everything. We watched uh-huh. it once, but um, he was so into <laughs> Avatar. But I think that they would like this. Yeah. Yeah. I my, think they would find it very wholesome. But I think a lot, like, I, they're just, they don't like any movies. So that's not, 
Avatar's fault necessarily. Yeah, you've mentioned that about your parents. They don't um, like movies. It's fine. Not everyone has to like movies. <laughs> movies are stupid. Like if I was like thinking back to like when I was fifteen, I would have thought that was sick. Yeah, I I don't. I would have liked that movie a lot. I mean, I saw the first Avatar when I was about fifteen. Yeah, that's I saw it when I was seventeen. I was fourteen. I yeah, so yeah, it must have been fourteen. Um, but uh. I thought it was great. I saw it multiple times in theaters. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. If I were a 14-year-old through a, an 18, 19-year-old, maybe even like 20-year-old me would have really thought that this was badass. Right. So I guess that all that's to say that I, I think they will make the rest of them. I think they'll do just they'll do just fine. Um, I don't know that they'll I'm be cur- like I'm break so, records. I'm so interested to see you know, the I don't think if there's going to be like diminishing records, returns. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, I think there, there will be. be. I think there will be, but I think they'll do well enough to keep going. Um, I wanted to also say that I think this does represent James Cameron's last final work. Mm. Like he's next, not going to do stuff. I don't after think he, he says he's going to do other stuff other than Avatar, but I sort of doubt that. I seriously doubt that. I think that they're they're too much. They're too draining. Yeah, unless he hands the like four and five off, uh, which I don't know that he can. I don't do. know that he can do that. Like I think that like he, constitutionally, like him, <laughs> like as a person, I don't know that he can. No, is I don't think that he that. can. Yeah, I think like I don't think that the studio would really care. But like no, right. like he no, I don't think that he can do that. Uh huh. Um, I mean, he handed off. Uh, T3 and that was not good he has other writers you know so he's willing I think I I read like for this he like like he put in like a ton of like notes and then like handed them all to the writers and said like all right read all of my notes and write the script so Mm -hmm. it's like he does feel comfortable I mean I'm sure he did so many revisions and reviewing of the script Mm -hmm. like he didn't write the script himself he wrote the story but yeah but turn that over so like yeah like there there is some room for like you know creative handoff yeah to some extent, I, w- I wish he would because I would like I like I said I would be interested in him doing something smaller scale and more gritty. Yeah. In his later years. Yeah. Yeah. You I know, know I think that uh, sort of Cronenberg returned to that a little bit. Yeah. And not that he ever was huge scale, but like we're like I think Cronenberg's late era, so fascinating. It's so I mean like you look at like you know Eastern Promises, it's just like hanging out there is like a what. Mm-hmm. That's that's your that's your movie. Well, he has a dangerous method and a history of violence. Yeah, yeah. so he went there and then something that's like smiling. Like, yeah. I don't. I haven't seen a dangerous method. I heard that it's not very good. It's not very good, but, like, but there's some like, compelling whatever. parts of it. But, and I think that it's just like, uh, yeah, I I think that that's that's a really apt kind of comparison to draw. I wish he would. Yeah, I wish he would have his David Cronenberg sort of mature yeah. late period because I think that's been really fruitful for Cronenberg. And I think there are two people who like. Yeah, they want to do like sci-fi mm. commentary. Yeah. And Cronenberg's one of the best at it. Yeah, for sure. Him and uh, Carpenter. And James Cameron's never quite got there. Because he's too big. Yeah, maybe because he he's too, too big. big. Yeah. yeah, maybe because he goes too big. And if he, you know, I'd like to see what he can do with some other material. Maybe, that, again, that he doesn't write himself or I don't know, but... Yeah, but I mean, only time will tell because I, I, I am kind he of. He doesn't have that much time. Time is what left. I'm saying. No, like, yeah, he needs to. He's if he wants to do guy. it. He needs to work. Uh, work. He on needs it to quick, start now. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm just worried about him doing too much Avatar stuff. Yeah, because I do. I I'm a fan of James Cameron. I know you're not, but I'm a fan of his other films. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of rich texts and territory there. Um, 
he certainly deserves to have his you know eyes rolled at him he certainly deserves to be criticized yeah but he's like he's one of like the last he can take blockbuster guys and probably and one of the few that's like you're you're able to like stomach what you're seeing because like it it takes fucking big balls to take as big a swing as he takes yeah and i have to fucking tip my cap to it it's true um yeah yeah i mean like no i i didn't hate this movie uh i didn't i didn't like it i thought it was fine um yeah i think it's probably worth seeing just to you know have 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 seen it i guess like if you're all at all even like five percent invested in avatar like yeah go see if you like the first one you'll probably like this one um yeah or at least think that it's fine but Um, also if you're not don't like don't if you feel know that like you're like not if, gonna yeah, yeah don't like don't it's, see this it's a three ironically hour and 15 minute like, movie you shouldn't do that to yourself yeah you won't like you won't no, be don't miserable. yeah don't see it ironically because there's not it's not gonna be enjoyable ironically you won't like you won't like there were times when we laughed at how silly things were but like not enough times not enough do you times know what i mean a fun like, irony watch yeah, yeah absolutely yeah 100 yeah, <laughs> percent. it got some unintentional laughs from the audience for sure yes yeah yeah it did including us In- including us but like that's more uh, uh, all right L- last thing before before we wrap mm-hmm. it's good that you mentioned that the intentional laughs from the audience were often in reaction to like navi do or doing certain things or just like how Hissing. they looked on screen it's like, and it's like okay there you go it is too much yeah for us to truly connect when you're like laughing at that stuff Maybe like the problem is us Maybe we we are the problem. Yeah. We should be exterminated. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But no, but you're right. I mean, it's just, I think. I think proof's in the pudding. Our there. final verdict is that it's just a little too far. It's a little too far. It's a little too othered for us to be invested yeah. in the story about how we shouldn't worry about otherness. Just become the other? Just become the other. I guess. If you can. And if not, try your best and if not that's okay because we should accept anyone anyway yeah unless they killed your kid i don't know there's a lot going on there's a lot lot going on here um don't think about it too hard well i I think james cameron hasn't (laughs) um okay i think that this has been movie podcast evangelion Mm -hmm. anything else to add what are we going to do next well, this is the last pot of the year. Last so pot of the you've year. you've come this far with us. Thank you for yeah. staying. If you're just now joining us, we hope you continue on to the next year. Yeah. We'll probably wrap up with the rest of the adult movies of Oscar season. Yeah. Women talking. Women talking. The that whale. That sort of thing. The whale. Uh, there's more to see. Yeah, there's, there's way more to see. So the year's not over, but we will have to see you in the new year. See you in 2023. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.